Hello. 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 Hi. How's it going? So thanks for listening. Bye bye. (laughs) Welcome to that damn film show. We're uh, we're back with surprisingly already episode three. Three? Yeah. Yeah, episode three of the season. Whereas last season there was a new film every other week. So it took us ages to get through that season. Yeah, so it's... Yeah, I see what you mean, actually. Mm. That's a good point. When is the next big film to come out? Well... Strange, I suppose? Yeah, I mean, I do want to see The Northman, but I don't know how many showings there's going to be of that. Is The Northman going to be like a Scottish guy? Is it going to be Willy running around? (laughs) Going, ah! Maybe. No, I think it's all uh, Scandi Vikings. Covered in blood and mud and... What, what was it called again? The Northman. The Northman. Or it's ah, got... That'd be Willie's time. <laughs> or it's got Sean Bean in. And he'll die horrifically. Oh, Which we found out tonight, he's died 25 times on screen. I didn't hear that bit, but that yeah. doesn't surprise me. That almost feels like that's not enough for Sean Bean. Yeah, because he must have done a lot more than only 25 films. Mm. Yeah, he's been around quite a while. I mean, I suppose he technically doesn't die in all of them. Just no, of them. but it's hard to think of ones mm. that he doesn't die in. Mm. Like I've seen series where he survived, but films mm. is trickier. He technically, technically doesn't die in the Silent Hill movie. I don't think. I haven't seen that. It's actually right. So maybe one that's of, one why. of the better video game movies for sure. Yeah, I've heard that, but, but you wouldn't watch it because you were baby. <laughs> anyway, welcome to that damn film. Welcome show. to that baby in the Phil show. Yes, I'll make that the official title. <laughs> Well. It's baby in the Phil show. Wow! I just go. What's why have I got a baby? <laughs> That'd be the whole show. <laughs> you asked me to do the synopsis. This is a film about a guy who steals stuff. No, no, put it down. Do not play with the plug. <laughs> uh, that's what children play with plugs, right? Yeah, and adults. And adults. But let's not go let's into not that. Go there, <laughs> it's back to that damn film show. Damn, what were you watch this week? What will we watch? What did we watch this week? <laughs> Future watch. Uh, we watched Thief. Thief. But before we slide into that, I don't know why everything's getting sexual. <laughs> um, we should probably do the socials. Sociables. Sociables. It's. That damn film show. No, Facebook.com <laughs> forward slash that damn film show. Twitter.com forward slash. Elon Musk. <laughs> oh yeah, he's going to buy it for $45 billion or some shit. Um why would you buy Twitter for that much? That's what scares me. Like, That's why... how much money he has. Yeah, and what does he want it for? True. Anyway, um, twitter.com forward slash... Damn Film Show. Damn Film Show. And Instagram is that damn film show with underscores in between each word. Mm-hmm. Because that's the way it was made. That's the way the cookie crumbles. That giant cookie in Bruce Almighty looked great. Oh, man. I wonder if, if it was a real cookie. I'd have eaten that. I mean, I think they've done a... Um, pizza that size and they've also done like a a hummus that size yeah one likes hummus and pizza but cookies that's, that's where the money is let's bring those three hands together <laughs> what damn a that analogy doesn't work with, spread with hummus on top with a cookie slammed on top i've seen crazier things I call it the habuki hub, <laughs> <laughs> <A boogie? laughs> <A boogie? laughs> or the the 
Hooksy. Hooksy. <laughs> They're both good words. I yeah. like it. They they sound a lot more fun than what the actual product would be to mm. taste. It yeah. probably would be horrible. Because they're all quite... It'd be st- bread and tomato and cheese and cookie. It'd be sweet, savoury, savoury, savoury. It'd be like that trifle out of that Friends episode. Have you seen that where it's like oh, dessert, yeah. meat, dessert? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's not a trifle. That's a monstrosity. <laughs> uh right yeah thief yeah thief you got a synopsisization it yeah no it should should be fairly straightforward i'm starting to remember it a bit more now before we started i was like i can barely remember this film when we watched it four days ago i know it's been the longest four days Mm. of my life i mean it's now because i've been with you no i'm joking because i work i've actually barely seen you yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly that's what it's felt so where have you been we've got easter bank holiday now though so um thief thief no, you're a thief. Oh, That's shit. what I'm saying. Um, oh, put my hands up. <laughs> put your hands up. Um, it is the directorial debut of Michael Mann. It was his first film, was it? It was his first sure. film. I wasn't too sure, but I think the other kind of credits are episodes and like maybe like a TV film. Hmm. But this is his first big film. Interesting. And... It for those of you who don't know Michael Mann, he has done some very good films such as Heat's the big one, which is another heist film. <clears> then <throat> there's also Collateral, mm. Miami Vice, um, and a few others I can't recall. I think is it Black Net or Black Hat film about hacking with Chris Hemsworth. He's mm. done a lot of good films um, and just a fair few films hacking in general. Hacking with Chris Hemsworth. Like Hello, combination. and welcome to Hacking with Chris Hansworth. <laughs> On this episode, we'll be talking to actor Chris... No. Anyway, um, this film, <laughs> so believe it or not, is about a thief. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? Get out. Get out of town. Should really? <laughs> is this season just going to comprise of films that are just... Well, American Animals is the exception, but the next two are just explain exactly what they are. <laughs> Don't they? <laughs> it's like Tower Heist. It's about a heist in a tower. Thief. It's about a thief. What was the first one we watched? American Animals. That's a oh, little yeah. bit more obscure. That could have been a documentary about animals for a week. Yeah. Even. Well, that's what I thought it was when I found it. Yeah. Um, anyway, tangent aside. <laughs> <laughs> were you like, when you found it, you were like, American Animals? It's a heist film with animals in. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. I'd watch that. You've got a cheater as a getaway driver. <laughs> got the elephant as muscle. <laughs> Got a hawk as the lookout guy. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. We we've got a fucking script. Yeah, Hollywood. We haven't said to do it in a while, but call us. <laughs> we won't. It will have to be like um instead of American animals, it'll be like British British animals. Yeah, British animals. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So, Steve, <laughs> the film we watched uh, is about a thief, but he's a particular type of thief. He's a jewel thief. Mm. Um, so he breaks into safes and steals diamonds and the like. He has a team, and the start of the film, it's actually they're already doing a heist, which mm-hmm. is quite cool because it throws you straight into the situation. And I quite like it with films where... It had some really sexual drilling. Oh, man. <laughs> we got to dedicate a whole section to talking about the sexual drilling because I know some trivia. Sexu- sex section? Sectional. There we go. When I weird. get that feeling, I need sectional healing. This, this film, that sounds like being committed or something. This film like really knew how to pornographize. It was the eighties. Yeah, but I mean, you see that drill? It just kept drilling and I, drilling and 
yeah penetrating that safe like <laughs> there is some trivia to that and it's not what? sexual oh <laughs> oh you so disappointed <laughs> i'm leaving Karen. um so yeah it's it's really cool because they're already kind of pre-established characters mm-hmm. um james belushi's also in this and he's kind of like his kind of right-hand man and then there's a few other heist members that you don't really see but they're there mm-hmm. um and then after that it's him sorry sorry i just have to i have to point this out before we go any further. there is a character in it called nick and he is played by a human being called nick nickius <laughs> that cannot be real but it's on imdb maybe it's a greek name but oh yeah nick nickius it's like his parents went, Nick, well, Nickius is his surname. What are we going to call him? Nicholas? Yeah, but then he'd be Nick Nickius. Do you know what his sister's Whack called? Paper. Do you know what his sister's called? This is going to be a joke. Mickey? <laughs> Nicky Nickius. <laughs> oh, God. The name and do you know what his name. middle name is? Jack. I was, <laughs> I was just going to say, Dave. Nick, yeah, <laughs> I was tempted to do that. So it's Nick, Nack, Nickius. No, I made that up. <laughs> um, you've also got Tuesday Weld. Yeah, she's quite famous. But Tuesday. Yeah. Do you want to know a fun ba- bit of fact about that? Uh-huh. She was born on a Sunday. You're kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I found that by fluke because I was looking for the information. weird name. I mean, like James Can, fairly average name. Willie Nelson, Jim Belushi, Robert Prosky, Tom Signorelli. Even that's slightly more normal. Tuesday and Nick Nickius. I think it was. It used to be more common because I've heard Tuesday and Wednesday as names. Mm. The other days of the week, not so much. But then in in like Spanish, <laughs> D- Domingo's a quite a popular name. Domingo. Yeah, and that means Sunday. Yeah, but yeah. that sounds cool. And it's also religious because Sunday is religious day. What's special about Tuesday? I suppose you get Shrove Tuesday. Two two for one pizzas. <laughs> two, more, two for one cinema tickets. <laughs> uh, to see a, this film. That's why they did it. Yeah. Sorted. Anyway. She, she's also a welder. <laughs> no, made that <laughs> But only on Tuesdays. <laughs> uh, um, so, what were I talking about? The film. The film, yeah. So then, basically, he's a very safe character. I mean, Michael Mann loves to do this with his films. Oh, he crack safes? but yeah. he's very meticulous mm-hmm. um he kind of has his own rules again a trademark of michael mann films and never kind of gets greedy mm-hmm. um and is very methodical and always has a plan and then he comes into <laughs> contact with tuesday um, well well, her um, <laughs> and robert prosky who's leo oh yeah and he's kind of like a mob boss mm. And he wants him to work. I should say who this is. James Kahn is the main character who plays Frank. Yeah. And Leo wants Frank to work for him. And Frank's like, I'll do two big jobs and then I'm done. Yeah. Because he, he has money. He wants his money and his love interest, Tuesday Well, Jess, who's play, who, who plays Ray Jesse, Jesse, he wants to quit and go away with her. That's the setup. I won't say any more um, because basically the rest of the film is him drilling things well yeah i guess so uh preparing for the the, the, like next big heist oh yeah the heists yeah Yeah. and then some drilling um and yeah 
So, Brilliant what did thoughts. you think? Thought it was pretty good. I did too. It was a, uh, it was a very slow film that at moments jumped around a bit too much. Mm. Like there are time skips in this film that literally take you about ten seconds to realize it's been a time skip because there's a bit where they're like trying to get a baby, and then something happens and they get a baby, but it's like baby. <laughs> Yeah. There's nothing else to it. It's kind of bizarre. Like it's, it's well. It it the story is very really interesting, and the main character, um, what was his name? Frank. Frank, uh, played by James Khan, was was very interesting. He's very like, he's almost like, um, it's almost like him as a character watch too many movies, in a sense, and he's like imitate almost imitating like the lone wolf kind of character, I suppose. Mm. He's like playing his own, yeah. Playing up to his own, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. And it's uh, it's it's very interesting, like watching him go through it. And although it is a heist movie, there's not necessarily that much heisting in it. It's more of a character piece on him. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, which was very interesting. And I I don't I the only other Michael Mann film I think I've seen um is what was it called? Tom collateral. Michael? Collateral. I thought I knew it was called Collateral as well, and I was like, Collateral doesn't sound right. Hmm. Um. Yeah, which was very good, but I can tell it's by the same director. It's a very similar style in that it's quite a grand, uh, sort of almost grand premise to it, but then simplified down to just a couple of people. Yeah. And it makes it more intense because of that, because you're very much following. I think you follow him for pretty much the entire film. There's not very many scenes where it's like, let's go see what this character's up to. It's pretty much always just him. Yeah, you're right, actually. There might be... A couple, but not as much as you would find in your average film. I'm trying to think if... Yeah, because even the scenes where it's like focused on James Belushi, they're on the phone. Yeah. Um. So it's like it will then still cut. back to him. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. So he's very much the main character and all the other characters are his supporting characters. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I just saw Blink's face. He's, go- he's going <laughs> mental. <laughs> lost it oh there he goes oh god we just need to use his face as the picture for an episode sometime when he's doing this yeah he's oh he's in full on i think he's gonna start doing that in a minute hopefully we'll pick it up but i don't think so um <laughs> is his face against him look at that <laughs> This must be great for uh, listeners. Oh, it must be. I, I, I'll tell you what. Oh, no, he's oh, he's oh, off. I was literally about to get a picture of him. He knew. He's pretty he knew. Anyway, um, what did you think of it? I really enjoyed it. Um, I've seen most of Michael Mann's films. Um, and it's interesting to see his first because because I've seen his, what I'd say, are polished films. Mm. Like he, Like he, Collateral, Last of the Mohicans... Miami Vice, which yeah, I still. Oh, he good. directed the modern Miami Vice. Yeah, not the series. Yeah. He might have been involved in the original series. Who was in the Miami Vice film? Colin, Colin Farrell, Farrell. Yeah, and Jamie Foxx. Yeah, I need to watch that. Yeah, um, so it's it's interesting from that point because I it's almost like this for me seems like um, a precursor to Heat, mm-hmm. and I think that's where it, the time jumps come into it because so you he, might say it's. Tepid. <laughs> um, <laughs> eats eats a longer film, mm-hmm. and 
it has a broader focus. It focuses on multiple characters. I mean, it's mainly Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, but it because it's a longer film, it has more time to de- develop the characters. Mm-hmm. I I don't know whether it's because of budget or time. This feels like a budget, like a low budget yeah. film. Yeah, so maybe that's why there are time jumps because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the only part that I felt kind of knocked it down was the time jumps because mm. it, it just doesn't make it very clear. Time jumps are quite difficult to do if you're not if you are on kind of a tight time frame, but you need to do something to make it obvious. Yeah. Um the the first series, The Witcher, is particularly bad for it because because the characters don't really age. You can't tell. Yeah. The time skipping, and it's kind of the same problem here. Obviously, it's nowhere near as big as The Witcher in terms of the time skip, but it's still it's still enough that you're like oh shit okay it's it's here now it's almost it's almost like you've i don't know it's someone you were friends with for 10 years and then you disappeared for two and then came back and everything's changed yeah it's kind of like that but that's i mean if it's his first directing did he write it as well yes yeah just growing pains in it i'd I'd imagine i mean collateral didn't have any problems like that Compared to other directorial debuts, oh yeah, it's very good. It's crazy. Like I would have thought this would be like maybe his second film or Mm. third film, Um, but for a first film, that's you know that is literally the only thing wrong with it. Did you say I can't remember if it was you saying this or not? But he like Christopher Nolan was inspired quite a bit by him. Oh yeah, big time. He's a big Michael Mann fan. You can kind of tell some of the ways that Michael Mann shoots and the way he develops his characters is quite similar to well. Nolan is quite similar to the way Michael Mann does it. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and the <clears throat> Inception is definitely based on heat because mm. the characters, certain characters, are very meticulous mm. and very. Um, they've got a very ordered way of doing things. Yeah. I mean, that's that's because Nolan's like that, and I wonder if Michael Mann's like that. They like neatness and characters that are very self-contained but mm. then they get to a point where it just kind of erupts well nolan's quite um famous for sexual having <laughs> no <laughs> he's quite famous for having no deleted scenes so i wonder if he got that from michael mann when he's got into no scenes. idea no idea um, which is an interesting idea that basically in nolan's mind everything that's in his film is required for the story to make sense Mm. which i suppose with memento being one of his first films that kind of adds up because if you cut anything out of memento you'd screw up the entire film so yeah had to plan it meticulously from the start yeah well i guess it's because a lot of his films have um Um, it's either like a loop yeah it's a loop that's so that it needs to hit certain beats Mm. like even things like dunkirk (laughs) it all has to yeah, it has to accumulate at the same time. Yeah, because it's location. land, air, sea. Sea, yeah. So it if and it all has to work in conjunction. Yeah. So it would wouldn't make sense to have deleted scenes. Yeah, extraneous mm. material. Um, the main thing I think is most impressive about this film. I mean, the characters are very impressive as well. Is the, the and it's in all of his films is the framing. Yeah, it's he works so well with the cinematographers. Like, even though I've only seen that film once and I don't know if I've seen... What was the main actor's name again? James Caan. James Caan. I, I am pretty sure I've seen him in other things. But... Godfather. Uh, He's the eldest brother, Sonny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he looked he looked quite different, though, didn't he? Yeah, well, he was younger in Godfather and he's in Elf. He's the dad in Elf. Oh, I thought it was that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought it was. Um, 
but even though I've seen him in other films, I can still, and even though I'd in some ways kind of remembering it all now, but kind of forgotten bits of the film before we started tonight, I can completely still picture his face, mm. like almost stupidly detailed, mm. like the way his hair sat and everything, the way he he would like frown and way smile and everything. Yeah. It's, there's so many close-ups that if you're watching a film for that long, it just gets ingrained in your mind. So yeah, and we were saying when we were watching it that. Um, I mean, I could be wrong with this because there are amazing filmmakers before 81, but there's kind of an old-fashioned way of shooting. <clears throat> but man is really interesting because he'll do that <clears throat> for like 50%. Like he'll do really kind of fixed, wide shots mm. uh, or, you know, classic, like the opening scene is like a tracking shot down an alley. Yeah. that's That's almost like kind of spielberg or ridley scott slightly blade runner music didn't it oh definitely yeah. well it's classed as neo-noir and um mm. apparently they kept uh adding water to a lot of the streets to yeah. make it look give that impression of like kind of noir sort of interest raininess um because it was quite dry where they were actually shooting um but like like i was saying he does very kind of amazingly broad wide shots or very classic tracking shots but then he does these insane close-ups there's one shot that is one of the greatest shots in a film i've ever seen and it's crazy considering it's a debut but there's like a close-up of jim james belushi plays a character called barry Mm -hmm. and it's like a close-up of him on the phone when they're doing a heist and it's like his eye in the phone and it's just such a close-up like just a really impressive i put it on the instagram Mm. oh no i didn't I will be putting it on Instagram. <laughs> You'll be putting it on tomorrow. Yeah, there we go. And it's just such a amazing shot. Like, no one... Well, other people do, but he frames his film so well. He does it in collateral as well. I put for the Monday movie magic. Oh, yeah, about how Tom Cruise Tom sits Cruise behind him. Tom Cruise always sits behind him. Yeah. Um, and he's so good at having two people in shots. He mm. really uses the camera well, like... Heat, there's the famous diner scene and they do one in this with the, him the and, diner scene as well yeah it's really nicely shot mm-hmm. um and he, he also what i like is um this is not to diss it but i was watching the latest episode of moon Knight, and it's very good mm-hmm. but there was one point in an action sequence it's cutting a lot mm-hmm. and what i like about Michael Mann is he has a, a lot of beautiful shots but sometimes he'll just set up a camera and or get the cinematographer set up a camera and just leave it. Yeah. And like that diner scene is perfect because it's perfectly framed. Looper also does it as well. Yeah. Where it's got um, Bruce uh, Willis Bruce and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And it, for a long time, and occasionally it'll switch to like um, one of them, mm. but it'll always return to that wide shot. And it's just great. Uh, I mean, that diner scene is probably one of the best scenes of the film anyway. Yeah. In Feith, I thought. Um, for, for a bit Although of the way he gets the woman there is a bit bit unkempt but i suppose it worked oh definitely yeah <laughs> yeah he basically just says i think again i mean his actions aren't aren't right at all as well no. that's problematic he's definitely a crook but there's he never also never shies away from that there's also the aspect that there's again another time jump mm. because he they already know each other i think she's He's been trying to... Well, he sees her towards the start of the film and then it cuts... He does a job and then it cuts back to her and then he now is 
I can't say without a little bit of spoiler in, but yeah, he he takes her off to this diner, but the way he does it is a bit like, oh, okay, he did, did, does she know what's happening? I think what's happened is, because they do explain it, but you don't actually see it. Yeah. They've already been seeing each other mm. beforehand. Yeah. Because like when you come into the film, he's already doing, he's already been doing heists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he, it's his his Dark Knight piece. You know, he's already Batman. Exactly. Already yeah. And so they've already <laughs> been seeing each other or flirting or whatever. Mm. Um, so because uh, he even says, like, what do I need to do to get you to actually. <laughs> it was that easy, eh, lads? Mm. So, um, yeah, like, um, so obviously there's that element. Mm. It doesn't justify it. Like, no, God, no. Because he, he kind of manipulates her. But that it's it's a grey area because then again she she mentions her uh, her ex Jess uh, Jesse mentions her ex, mm-hmm. and it sounds like she doesn't <laughs> she goes for men that aren't probably yeah. men she should go for. So it's kind of a bit of both, you know. It's like mm. I don't know, but I can't really say any more because their it's, development it's, goes yeah, into spoiler kind of area. Uh, I suppose to go into actors, it's not many to mention apart from pretty much the actor. I again forgotten the name of the main guy, James Khan. James Khan and Tuesday Weld, who's Jesse. Uh, apart and then from that, any other? I mean, there's a lot of bit characters. There's there. a lot of bit characters. I think uh, Robert Prosky is Leo. He's brilliant. Um, mm. I really like Robert Prosky. Um, that was his friend, didn't it? Right? No, no, that's the um, the mob. Oh, so, the mob boss. Sort of the mob his, boss. Who was his friend? James Belushi. Yeah, he he's was good. good too. Yeah, um, I think it's his first film. <clears throat> yeah, James Belushi. It's a lot of people's first film. Not not Khan's, but a lot Khan. of other. <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry. The episode with that. <laughs> yeah, all Shere Khan. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We just got to find an image of James Khan's face on a lion. Why on a lion? On a lion. On a lion. On a tiger. Yeah. Or a lion. On the line, <laughs> just no context, Hello. no reason. I'm James Khan. Uh, Don't he, squeeze me. <laughs> uh, but he he was very good. Yeah, he he. I mean, I've seen him in a few things after you reminded me. Yeah, he's very good, and it's interesting how he is very much that stoic, sort of angry character. But he's definitely got a sense of humor as well because of doing stuff like Elf. Um, but yeah, he, he plays that character very well, and it feels like the 80s were kind of made for him to act in specifically <laughs> yeah cuz i guess it's at that point where um it's not overacting but it's quite um God, it's hard to explain really um, it's it's not overacting he he's he's quite me- full on performance yeah it feels like he's quite heavily method at acting you know it feels like he doesn't switch that off yeah because uh, it, it's not always the case, but like sometimes because we're going to more towards more realism, characters are quite kind of internal and mm. downplay it. Um, like say something like there's a the film called Power of the Dog with Benedict Cumberbatch's character. It's it's all kind of it's seething. Um, it's all kind of like seething rage. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this, it's. It's a bit more like, although he is quiet for a lot of it, he has these outbursts, which yeah. are kind of more traditional in the sense of acting. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, he he's he's very much that traditional 80s character. He's very much the uh, sort of... He, he, he's playing basically a, a 
a crook with a heart i guess would be what i would describe it as he he's doing it because he wants to make the money and then get out like you said he doesn't want to stay anywhere too long he's not necessarily in it for the thrill of it he just almost sees it as a job sort of thing um but yeah plays it very well and he pulls off the he he pulls off like the aggressive aggressive side while also pulling off the sort of softer side that he has to show with tuesday weld as well jesse um well, this is the interesting thing about James Khan. Like for him, it's actually quite a reserved performance because, mm. but basically, he doesn't go off the handle all the time. <clears throat> but he'll have like little outbursts. Yeah. But at other times, he's quite kind of watchful and quiet, and that's unusual for James Khan. Because I mentioned that film. Uh, it's not Frankie and the Bean. It's Freebie and the Bean. Mm-hmm. Whereas I told you about him and Alan Arkin, the two cops that are just roughhousing people. It's very kind of Starsky and Hutch. Hmm. Like that's what he's kind of more was more known for in The Godfather. He's the hothead son. Yeah. Even in Elf, he's like a bit of a hothead yeah. dad. Um, whereas this, he's more like um, more like a Michael Mann character, mm. more like Robert De Niro or say um, someone from a Nolan film like DiCaprio, where yeah. he's he's kind of more suave and serious and then the outbursts that happen are from a build-up yeah um and he doesn't like he doesn't really like it happening it just happens because yeah he's hu- happens because he is human in, yeah. yeah um i suppose tuesday weld is next then so plays uh jesse one more thing about james khan mm-hmm. what i really like about him is he's quite um a physical actor He'll yeah. like pick up things and He's, he do naturalistic the things, kind of thing. which is kind of um, we've talked about it before. But it's like characters like um, like actors like Brando and De Niro, um, they do that sort of thing mm-hmm. where they um, <clears throat> kind of just improvise with like objects and stuff. And there's a scene where he's trying to light a cigarette and the light is not lighting. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't work. That was improvised. And it's oh, stuff right. like that because it it gives the brings it's the realism. Carrot, gives yeah, realism. Like they, yeah. they just react to what's happening. Like you know, his lights are not working. He's just reacting, but in character. Yeah, I it, <clears> to <throat> the point now. Sometimes when I watch films where characters <clears throat> are just sitting there, mm. I kind of just switch off because I'm like, yeah. people don't just sit still for half an hour, <clears> like <throat> you'd. Like in the diner scene, you play with a napkin. Yeah. Sometimes people like tear up napkins. They like twist the sugar things. You know, like people fidget. Yeah. Not everyone does, but even like folding your arms, sitting back, yeah. like There's and all those things. Sort of thing. Yeah, they all add to it. Um, but yeah, we choose they well cheese. Have I, have I? Where else has she been in? You seen her in anything else? Once upon time in America, um, and I have seen her in other things. Which I can't recall off the top of my head. Neither can I. I'm just bringing up her list now. Uh, Once Upon a Time in America. She was. I don't think I've seen her in anything. Bigger in the 80s and 90s, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty much completely out of my my films. Um, She was good. She. She was kind of a stereotypical 80s character, I suppose, in a way. But she also had a bit more depth to her than your complete average one. I think the diner scene is where you see the most of her. And yeah. she's um, 
<clears throat> because like when you're introduced to her it's quite funny because she's flirting with um frank mm -hmm. and she just kind of seems like a just book standard love interest yeah but then when he he stands her up he's late she's she gets really pissy with him yeah and then she kind of shows yeah a bit more to her character mm. um and although again it's a time-lap issue but he does manage to kind of woo her yeah all of a sudden they're married <laughs> all of a sudden they're married but like that diner scene there is a lot of kind of back and forth yeah um and you learn more about her character um she's a bit of a broken character mm. um i think that's why they ultimately end up together is because they're both a bit broken yeah yeah because he's a bit obsessed with her mm. like there's a bit where he shows her a picture and it's quite freaky because he's yeah. like Matt, he's already planned his life with her before they've started dating or anything um so that's a little bit strange but um yeah she 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 plays it very well it's not it's again just the kind of thing of the 80s that a lot of female parts weren't that interestingly written but it's not bad for i mean then again in the 80s we've got things like um ripley and stuff so it's hard to say but it wasn't it wasn't that sig it was significant to the character but it isn't that memorable of a character to the audience i suppose no and i th i think that that diner scene sets her up as quite an interesting character yeah. when your backstory and the fact that she's not quite as um she, she's a bit more kind of um, yeah she's not as innocent as yeah i think she's not as innocent and she's mm. a bit more fiery tempered um I but i think then, she just needed more screen time exactly perhaps, and then you would have got more out of her but the film is ultimately about him so i suppose you know it's about him trying to protect her and his kid and you know getting out of that life while also making money um it is also yeah. uh and it is a slight criticism against nolan it's <clears> not in all of his films because things like interstellar the female characters are very well done yeah but in other films yes. sometimes he does use women as plot devices uh, tenant is almost perfect example but it, she, she has her moments in it the main female character but in that's it, but... the same with this like yeah. it's not that like, Dark night as well exactly like the diner scene is an, a great example but after that it's like well if you actually think about it her purpose is for him to get out of the heist business yeah um and then that it, that's why he starts talking to the mob mm. boss and then things happen off the back of that yeah as opposed to like she's doing her own thing and do you, do you know what i mean mm. it's almost like they they do it as well in gangster films sometimes mm. sometimes the women are just there to yeah. facilitate a point in the plot especially when a lot of gangster films came from what the 50s mostly is where they kind of started yeah. back when <clears throat> female parts weren't that big at all mm. so you know i can kind of see where it's coming where the sort of uh trope of it comes from but yeah it's like she she when she's there she's great um it just would have been a bit she needed a bit more time bit more yeah. time yeah and um, but their um their chemistry chemistry is good is good yeah um and he and their non-chemistry is good like when they're not getting yeah on. when they're angry with each other yeah uh who else have we got to cover um robert prosky is hard to talk about but we can talk about a bit mm I, I suppose we can really say it, very good performance, very interesting. He's very believable as the character that he's yeah. maybe portraying. Well, he's not like a 
is it based on a real thing? It's based on a book, wasn't it? It's based, yeah, but it's based on a man. It's based on a book by a man who was a thief. Yeah. So the technical consultant is the Mm. guy who broke into the safe that this film's based on. Oh, no. (laughs) So there's multiple heists in the film, but there's one big one. Yeah. And that one big one is based on a real heist. And that heist was very coolly done, actually. Very coolly done. That guy who masterminded it was the technical consultant. And those tools they used are real tools. So they're actually Mm. breaking. They, They got a real safe and actually taught james khan how to break into it <laughs> two weeks later he was like twice as rich no one no one questioned why because <laughs> you um were saying we were joking about the oh, sexual yeah. stuff but the reason for that although it does come across as sexual is because it's just a very high attention to detail yeah they get right in right there. there really show you the deets but it's um <clears throat> I've researched a bit about Michael Mann. He he has a very high attention to detail. So for collateral, you probably noticed, but Tom Cruise was professionally trained to shoot. Yes. And you can tell yeah, the way he shoots, in the way he shoots people. He did a lot of <laughs> intensive firearm training. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie Foxx got taught how to drive and flip a car properly and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, there's like... Um, he wants the actors to do it for real. Yeah. yeah. There's a realism to it. There's a... He he obviously does a lot of research for his films, mm. um, and that shows. That's um, why you get loads of drill bit action. Oh, lovely bit of drill bit action. <laughs> um, I think it's pretty much it in terms of acting. I mean, we can't really ma- mention much more about the other guy. Um, no, I mean... Li- G- Jim, Jim Belushi? James Belushi. Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi is from Blues Brothers. Right, no. I thought it was John Belushi. Sorry, John Belushi. Yeah, yeah Jim James and James. And Jim. James and yeah. James. They are the same, same person. person. Sorry. Um, um, some films he comes up as James. Some he's Jim. Yeah, he he was good in it as well. Um, he he's not in it that long. I don't remember. No, he's a reasonable amount of time. He's whenever there's a heist going on, he's yeah, around basically. Um, but I think ultimately this film is more about uh, James Khan's character. Tuesday Wells character and very much focused on it, it's 90 I'd say 90% focused on James Khan. oh yeah um, definitely and things that happen around him and to him is what it's based on yeah there's um, I, I guess sort of James Jim Belushi's character Barry is, is he is kind of like his he's like advisor his, yeah almost kind of his right hand man in a way but he's quite a straight character with the occasional quip mm-hmm. um but yeah he he's uh it, it's nice whenever he turns up because he's he, he, i don't know he's got a, quite a good on-screen presence mm-hmm. going back to robert prosky as leo i did find him quite intimidating yeah uh in a He's he comes across as very nice at first, and then there's like a a point where he flips, and yeah. bo- he does them both convincingly. Because up until then, I'd seen him in, as in kind of grandfatherly roles, being very nice and <laughs> kind of cuddly, because he he looks friendly. Yeah. But then with the glasses, and there's a certain scene where it's shot in a certain angle, which really makes him quite imposing. <laughs> um, I won't say any more, but like, yeah, he did a good job as that. Um, other characters you got Willie Nelson as Ockler, who's the guy who taught um Frank how to rob safes, who's in yeah. prison. Um, 
that that's a bit more there's a bit more character and emotional depth yeah because he's ill isn't he yeah um and then that again it's although it's him who's ill it's happening to james garn's character in the sense that like you see it from his you see it from his perspective yeah. yeah and there's a really good scene where actually i'll say that's for spoilers yeah. but it's another bit of good acting from um but we've pretty much mentioned everything else cinematography and music we cover quite a bit of and uh oh the music tangerine dream ta- that was tangerine. the company well the band the oh band. that's the band because i could have sworn in the credits it said tangerine something yeah tangerine dream are massive like mm-hmm. they're a they're a good band but the the music is awesome for this i once saw a tangerine dream playing with a tangerine dream the, the size, size of a tangerine, tangerine dream, dream um but yeah the music was really good it was like yeah, full-on 80s solid. it went well with the heist sections it went well with, it, it it went well with the noir theme yeah. as well it's almost a bit um psychedelic at times i remember the song at the end as well was quite cool mm. but we can't mention that um it has a very good trajectory as well although there's time jumps um, although there's time jumps it doesn't damage the film i just think that he didn't quite know how to do time jumps at the time yeah he does, maybe he does them a bit too rushed or maybe he just was wanted to not lose focus on the heist because to be fair there is a bit of a, a length between the heists i think um i think good examples of t- of time skips is take something like uh the prestige where they're reading each other's diaries but their facial features keep changing. They like they get more scars, or their facial hair changes, or the hair changes. Yeah, you can yeah. Tell they're aging. You don't get that in this because although it's a time skip, it's not big enough for that to happen. So it's never really that obvious. Yeah. But that's where you have to be careful of how can you show the audience, hey, it's been two years. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I mean, certain films it's easier for. So take like a gangster film if it's if it's the. Uh, a famous character like Scarface and it's over decades. Yeah. They can change the cars and the fashion. Mm. That's quite an easy way to do it. But the problem with this is it's, it's meant to be what a few years. Yeah. Like they get a kid, yeah, but she doesn't she doesn't give birth to the kid as well. So yeah. it's kind of it is quicker in a way. But it there's a there's a point where it the plot goes a certain way, which I won't say which way, but that was a, a really good point, I thought. Mm. And then it was quite a satisfying finale. For yeah. the finale was well done. Um, I think it's pretty much it. Apart from a little bit of spoilers. And of course, our special guest. Yeah. And this week, I'll leave the curtain as usual. Like every other week. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> and uh, as all other weeks. And... Or potential future weeks unless we move the room around and I can't reach the curtain anymore I'll be doing this are you a big man huh I'm talking to you what you wake up in the morning you say I put on my big boy pants look I'm wearing a belt I got big boy pants on oh you put a little jacket you go you take your lunch because you got big boy pants on you got your big boy pants and your snack I can say big loud things I can be demonstrative stop we don't we don't do this. You're scaring the shit out of me, man. Stop it. This is how you conduct yourself in a democracy. Thank you. Thank you very much. And as all other weeks, we'll be continuing into spoilers after this moment. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you, guest, guest, man, or guest, lady, man. 
guest thing guest thing could be a guest thing yeah could be a guest noise guest non-identifiable could be a cucumber could be could be with eyes oh god well it'd be more more like i have a mouth to talk Anyway, thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, check it, check it out. Yeah, um, if you yeah, like if Michael watch. Mann, if you like heist I'll films, be, I'm looking forward to more of his films. Yeah, Jeez. it's very 80s as well. If you like 80s films, oh, yeah, it's pretty so you've got three things there: 80s, Michael Mann, and a heist film. Yeah, so and James Cam because he can. He can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spoilers. Goodbye. Three, two, one. Now, what are we starting? With? I don't know. <laughs> Um, uh, the way that we mentioned about the way he meets his wife basically kidnaps her there's no, no other way of putting it he, he, he literally shows up at a bar grabs her by the arm leads her out chucks her in his car drives off to the diner well, and boom well they know each other they know each other basically it's, it's not but far off but he's been um, he's been very forceful yes um, he but I mean, he does kind of kidnap he her he doesn't hit her but <laughs> no, no. it's but he literally just goes come on takes her and then like punches a guy in the face as he's taking her away and it look it looks like he's kidnapping her which is no you know nice that people tried to save her but she still married the guy so yeah Bit of is a weird it Stockholm one. Syndrome maybe <laughs> either way I would have been like pretty sure that guy's kidnapping her yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, <coughs> other spoilers the heist, I mean, we, we did mention the heist happening, but the way it's shot was very cool. It's very, very slow. It's not like it's not like what you see in most heist films where it's all, like, dramatized and... Um, Lots of spinning like, things. Like, bam, 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 yeah, bam, bam, yeah. bam, that kind of thing. It's very much just watching three or four people literally break into a safe. Mm. Um, and they have this gigantic, like, pole thing that they light one end and it just shoots sparks. Oh, everywhere. yeah, that's the second heist. Do you know what's called? that thing no i've looked that up but it flaming was pole of death. doom it was crazy but if that that's a real thing as well so it's bizarre and they literally just cut into the safe i think they've scene. just literally heated a pipe yeah it's like a long bit of a um, spark at the end it's like a know. metal rod yeah because it's but they've heated it so much mm. that it's just it's able to penetrate a safe <laughs> uh, so that's the second heist because there's one at the start mm-hmm. and he's got a more conventional drill for that <laughs> so sexual and i was saying at the time wasn't i as well um he's not the first probably not the last but his some of his shots reminded me a bit of what um Fitz Gilligan's team did for Breaking Bad, where you see inside mm. locks and yeah, you, see, you see inside things that you wouldn't yeah, normally see. Inside point of view them. shots from like within the safe, mm. seeing what they're doing on the outside. It's very inventive camera work. Um, I suppose the any other spot is kind of the ending. He ends up with what was the mob boss's guy? Leo. Leo. Um, he ends up doing a job for him, which is breaking into the is the main heist of the film. Um, he goes to get his money, but he's only giving him part of it because he says he's going to invest the rest. He gets pissed because he just wants the money, and then he ends up in a big bloody shoot at. Yeah, classic. Classic shit. It's, it's a bit where he like where he's like reloading. Looks really cool. Very eighties. Yeah, it's um, almost like Lethal Weapon level, isn't it? At it points. almost looked like it was in the same location as Lethal Weapon. It did, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it could be. That'd be um, weird if it was. I mean, that's probably it's 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 a strange mix because compared to the realism of the safe stuff that's mm. quite 
over the top. Yeah. But it's kind of, kind of classic gangster film. But it's really satisfying because yeah. it's kind of like 80s. And there's um you mentioned this actually, but the the music's great for out, but there's the use of sound and I I can't remember if they use music in the heist in I certain don't bits. I think they do you the just, main bits. You just hear the machines. Yeah. And then they do something even more interesting than which you pointed out at the very end. He's chasing Leo around the house and there is no sound. Yeah. Apart from Oh yeah, very... yeah. It's literally dead silent and but it they they are still recording sound because you can hear like the clock ticking and Yeah. Stuff. And and his but feet on the car. Tiny bits. But he's being quiet. Yeah. It adds the eeriness a lot. It makes it so, really tense. Yeah. Very interesting way of doing it. Yeah. Um yeah, the absence of sound can sometimes be, as in, it can be more interesting than including it. So, oh, big time. You know. And um, what was the other thing I was going to say? There's a really good shot when he gets knocked out before then, wakes up and Leo's looking down at him and the shot's upside down. Oh, yeah. yeah and even cool. when it kind of, I think it even rotates round the mm. right way. But even then, that's what I was hinting at earlier he looks really imposing because you're seeing it from where Frank would be lying. Yeah. And it's, you know, kind of like the classic Puts you mobster shot. Um, almost like the bit in, I think it's Goodfellas, where they look in the boot. Yeah. And you see from the boot, the three of them looking down. It's mm. it's really good. Really, really good. Indeed. Um, but I think that's it. Good film. Definitely watch it. If it's oh. You probably already have, if you've heard the spoilers. Yeah, the only other thing is poor poor Barry Jim Barry oh, yeah. gets fucking shot. That was that get, was sad. Get some slugs in him, yeah. shotgun him, don't they? Because even though he's not as detailed as Frank, because he's an integral part of the heist yeah. team, I was like, oh shit! But he gets shot down. Yeah, in a car lot of all places. I know, right? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening. Yeah, join us next time for more heist shenanigans, and we'll um steal more of your time oh a couple of thieves yeah but you're safe with us you're you're robbing them blind with those we... one more <laughs> <laughs> I'm out oh, fine I guess we'll just end it right now <laughs>